0: Welcome to Joint Effort with Des Moines Orthopedic Surgeons. This podcast covers the pain and injuries that are associated with muscles, ligaments, and joints.
1: Welcome, everybody, uh, to the uh, Joint Effort sponsored by Demos. Today we have a distinguished guest, Dr. Chris Nelson, good friend of mine and also uh, uh most senior uh, hip preservation specialist. Welcome, uh, Chris.
0: Thanks for having me, buddy. I'm excited to be here.
1: Chris, this doesn't sound right. You mind if I call you Nellie? i mean, Absolutely, I, it's fine. I don't think I've called you Chris. In yeah, five it'd, it'd, years, be, it'd feel weird. Um, so, Nellie, you know, pride and joy of Urbandale High
0: School. Right after Ian Lynn, of course. Yeah, oh, that's right. We yeah. have another doctor. We, we have three of them. Isaacson is uh, oh, a yeah, little bit after me, okay. so I told. it's kind of a legacy here. <laughs>
1: that's a From good. The U. If you go to the U every 10 years, you might be a DMOS doctor. Right. Spread yeah.
0: out on the wall, different spots. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you ended up going to a bunch of different places along the way. Yep. <clears throat> in your education, so uh, where'd you go to undergrad?
0: Uh, University of Iowa. So I was there for, for four years, and um, then back to Des Moines uh, for medical school here in town. And yeah. And uh, out to Michigan State for residency, which was. Um, you're in Detroit, weren't in you? Detroit. yeah. Still a homeowner there, unfortunately. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, we are. We. Uh, so we bought and actually I started my residency in 2004 um right at the, right before the auto crisis so we're still a homeowner there which is really nice
1: so 2008 comes along and you, you're underwater
0: yeah yeah i'd have to so I would have had to bring money to the table to sell my house i couldn't even give it wow. would have been better off lighting a match that but, happened uh, to me too and we actually
1: we just we had to take the cut and just, yeah. we couldn't find renters i'm assuming you have a resin or a it's been a or good something? renter's market yeah but yeah. it was
0: it was worth like 25 percent of what we bought it for which is i'm not a financial guy but I think that's no, not that's good. A... <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's not good. So and, um, and so,
1: somewhere along the way in Detroit, you decided, you know, you had took an interest in joints, but mo- specifically hip preservation.
0: Yeah, was, um, that was I think good timing for where I was at in residency. It was, um, as you know, to start hip arthroscopy was starting to develop more. We really didn't have it as much of our program, but got interested in it, and it was good timing. Searched around some programs. I wanted to do joint replacements because I like doing that. So it was – Really fortunate from there, I found a, a program uh, where you could specialize in both hip preservation, which is hip scopes as well as hip replacement uh, okay. and kind of treat the whole spectrum and so that was uh, so those are we went for fellowship that was uh, Washington st Louis and a great year there uh, dr Closi dr Barrick, dr dunley they were fantastic and so that I think kind of helped you know and it also helped fill a niche that Demos needed also um, devin gets uh, was and is our as you know our recruiting chair and he's uh he's a joints guy and he was um aware of our need for somebody who does hip scopes so so thankfully i made contact with with him as i was getting ready to start fellowship and and so it kind of fell in line
1: how many years in practice are you now
0: uh this is starting my um
1: 11th year 10 years did you ever think 11 years in you'd take a two-month break uh
0: not intentionally no yeah no that's that's been that's been crazy
1: the the covid uh pandemic has affected everyone uh you yeah. know some more significantly than others yeah. um but uh it kind of got me to thinking I, I know you're a big country music fan i know you've been to a bunch of live performances but uh we together have gone to the fair before yeah you think the fair is happening this year
0: i'm a huge fan of the fair i hate fair food um <laughs>
1: as well as as the love of mind, 10,000 calories in three
0: hours you got to give yourself the pass and then and then you're okay (laughs) as long as you go into it with that so I hope so um I don't know I mean just think I saw saw a bunch of patients just today who were three months out from hip scopes Mm -hmm. and talking with them I mean that that was not that long ago and there's a totally different world so you know now three months forward from now who knows I mean I hope so I don't know I'm but it just seems like things have changed so much, but
1: absolutely. Um, what did, uh, in terms of, you know, you're, you're a pretty fit guy, you, you exercise a bunch, but everyone had to kind of rework the way that they, yeah. you know, stay in shape through this whole thing. If they desire to do that, yeah. um, it, just tell our audience kind of something that you and I made. We made yeah. some goofy promise the first day of quarantine, and
0: that was great. Um, we didn't have as many takers on it, but uh, for me that was huge. So we, uh, we had one other taker. We, we did, yeah, <laughs> we did. And then some others have come on since. But um, so, so as you know, uh, you sent me that. You sent the text to actually a few of our people in our in our exercise group, uh, challenging us to do 100 burpees a day until we do another elective surgery. I think was the exact yep. challenge. Um, and I. I mean, not to get too much into our exercise group conversation, but that's been – I need that. I think I'm – Someone to push maybe, a little bit, need, right? And be pushed. I'm yeah. Maybe a little bit soft, maybe a little weak-minded Your, your when videos, it comes to exercise. But you,
1: you did the time-lapse videos for the first yeah. 10 days, and I couldn't stop laughing. Your, your two kids are, like, running sprints and doing push-ups. That was and, fun.
0: Yeah. It was, uh, it was fun to get the kids involved. But for me, just having the the goal of having to do – the hundred burpees a day was, was, was good. So I give you credit for that. It kept me, uh, kept me doing something.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, I think it works for 20 minutes exercise and yeah. burpee 25 is terrible. But then when you're done, you feel, yeah.
0: I mean, it's you know, uh, there was times when I knew that I had to be accountable to you. So I literally was the latest <laughs> I, I started was 1145 at night. I'm not going to let you <laughs> let me down. You know, I'm,
1: I'm going to let you know. I do or, remember you saying, you know, Hey, I had, I had a, a couple beers tonight, but I'm still going to do my burpees. That was awful. You, you got to, but,
0: but I mean, otherwise I wouldn't have done it. Though, so when so. you
1: when you last stopped, what, how many burpees were you at?
0: I'm still doing them now. I uh, oh, I are. missed a day good or two here through. or there, but yeah. uh, but it's it's uh, it's a good thing to do until we get you know until we can get back on. the I guess we're not routine, we're really so. not full force just yeah. yet. So so it, no,
1: hopefully I'm, we'll be soon. You I'm, know, one of the other things uh, during the quarantine, my hair kind of grows like a chia pet and it gets after 4 weeks it's un, unbearable so uh i don't know what you've been doing but uh my wife took a clippers to my hair twice and it's yeah. it's incredibly uneven it's actually part of the reason i'm wearing the hat today uh because it's it's like this buzz cut slash like yeah. new, new age like short <clears throat> on the sides longer on top like it's i think it's a new trend i think actually i heard <clears throat> maybe but <laughs> what do you, i mean nelly your flow looks beautiful today have you had I, uh, did you call your barber to your house or how did this go
0: <laughs> so um so my third year of medical school, my father in law has been a long time blowby users, <laughs> yes. which um, my wife told me about this, which, and I had
1: to I had to dig in. Which,
0: which I said I pushed him off for a long time. So that was at that point I think my wife and I had been together for probably. This is the machine that sucks the hair. Yeah, up this is, the, this is a suck then, cut basically. So vacuum. Do you, you set your length and it just? Yeah, I mean it's it's. So um, I needed to. Rot- I was leaving to go on a rotation as a medical student, and I needed a haircut. So he finally swooped in Timing was timing was perfect. he said, "I got you, I got you covered so uh so I gave in and uh did it and then so for probably about well until about actually about two years ago, I used the uh the floby, which you know I describe my hair as uh maybe barely adequate as uh about probably <laughs> no, about the, no, 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 no. but I um, I don't think that's fair no, at all i uh but for a while, I started going over to uh scissors and scotch mainly because I heard that's where Nick Sullivan, who He's, everybody knows that uh Jason's brother has the best hair in town, so <laughs> everyone's so just what, trying to live. Up. Yeah,
1: I'm the brother with the bad hair, unfortunately. But <laughs>
0: that's, uh, that's,
1: but so yeah. Well, that so that's, I to, go uh, back to the flow-bee. I that doesn't surprise me, Nelly. You know, one of the stories, first stories I remember of you and I kind of hanging out and stuff, New Year's Eve, like four years ago, maybe. Um, you know, when you're a guest to someone at their house, you say, "What can I bring?" And more, normally it's like a pasta salad, or a, you know, it's a it's a veggie tray. And, uh, and Nelly says, I got the protein guys. Don't worry. I'm working on sous vide filet and Sus- first time. Susie and I had to look up how to spell sous vide <laughs> and what it even meant. Um, so it, you know, and since then, I realized you take a, an interest in kind of, you do a little bit of cooking. And, yeah, I like to mess around with it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm definitely not a good cook, but I like to, like to mess around with it though.
1: Well, I think that probably, you know, you, your hobbies, you, you take the same, you know, kind of intensity to your hobbies as you do your career and, That's a a huge compliment uh, from me, to be honest, because, you know, you you find a different way to do something, and you learn, and you you master your craft, and and I think hip arthroscopy, as you said, the advent of it, and and it's only been popularized 15 20 years in the United States, right? So you basically decided right away that this is an interest of yours and and learned about it, and so we're here today to discuss kind of when someone has hip pain, and particularly we're talking about someone that doesn't have arthritis. Right. Uh, the young adult or even the middle-aged adult. So tell me, you know, what are different kinds of, let's start with this. What, what does hip preservation mean? You hear that a lot. Sure. What does that mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, so for my, I think the easiest is to compare it to most people know what hip replacement is. So, which is when we <clears throat> literally are taking out the patient's uh, ball and socket and and replacing it with metal and plastic. So that's a hip replacement. So uh, hip preservation surgery is something short of that where we're preserving their native hip joint and ideally their own cartilage if it's in good shape. So which is probably the main consideration when we're considering someone is a good candidate for hip preservation surgery, as you know. Uh so hip preservation surgery to me is any type of surgery done on the hip where we're, you know, returning them to their back to their high level of function and, and preserving the native hip joint without replacing it of some form.
1: Initially sort. it came along and was popularized in Europe as mm-hmm. more of an open procedure, right? Right. You did an open Hip disarticulation, where you, yep. you you pull the hip out of the socket, and you can do things in an open fashion. But
0: yeah, Doctor Gons. Yeah, um, we we did some of those in fellowship, which is interesting. Actually, I did a couple um, in Carol Iowa, when we was where really? I started in practice. That yeah. was that was interesting. Um, it it went it went well, but it uh, I think as, as as you know, as time goes on, you just you get better with hip arthroscopy. Those were for patients that had kind of circumferential <clears throat> uh, hip impingement, which we can come to. It's still a
1: surgery that's utilized. It is today, and right? for
0: and there's still some indications that we just can't can't do with hip scopes. That um, the open surgical dislocation is 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 still the surgery of choice. But it's a it's a powerful technique. It's just that we don't have to do it sure. as frequently. But it's a hip preserving sure. surgery as well.
1: So when we're talking about someone who has you know hip pain, and we're talking about you know a hip scope, and we'll get into the details of what what does that mean. Mm-hmm. But um, what are some pain generators around the hip that? that a patient can have
0: sure I think the the biggest one as you know because you do the, the same as well is, is the hip labrum that's what I think people usually come in with that's the diagnosis that a lot of them have from having a previous MRI so the hip labrum is probably still the number one when I you say labrum say.
1: To describe Sorry. for our audience what yeah. that means
0: yeah the labrum is a. Uh, it's I, I describe it as basically like a gasket around the, the rim of the hip socket more or less It's and that's its function as well is to provide a suction seal to the hip joint. so mm. it's uh, basically a cartilage ring that goes around the rim of the hip socket it uh, can be torn, especially if certain underlying conditions like hip impingement, which is um, too much bone around the hip that kind of smashes into the labrum more or less, or hip dysplasia, which is a, a hip, hip condition where the hip socket is too shallow. Okay. So. All right. Um, but I think I think impingement and and labrum tears are probably the, the two most painful things that probably both of us see.
1: When when do you see what type of patients do you see with labrum tears that you know yeah, have hip pain?
0: That's the interesting thing. So probably the most common, I think, you know, I imagine we both agree. The most common is is, is probably the patients from teenage years through thirties uh, are the kind of the classic ones. But um, as you know, we can see patients in their forties, fifties, and even sixties with with labral tears with no real sign of arthritis. Okay. So I mean, it, it can get up there. And there's, I think, there's some debate, especially as you get into the fifties and sixties, about whether or not that's um, best. <clears throat> there's there's some hip arthroscopists who just won't have patients above 40 even be considered for surgery for hip preservation surgery Um, the the good and the bad part about my practice is you know going from covering both the hip preservation all the way up to hip replacement is that you know for some of those patients um, in their 40s and 50s they don't have arthritis yet so they're not good candidates for hip replacement so I think they're still good candidates for hip preservation so is it
1: excuse me is it advantageous then to be a guy like you who can do both I mean you can replace a hip yeah. You can also scope a hip. So d- having that insight into how um, a patient does in
0: both circumstances, there's a lot of gray area. It is. So a a <clears throat> it does that help you in making the decision? It does. It does. Uh, it it It's it's probably one of the main reasons I wanted to do that, that fellowship that I did, and it's one thing I like best about my practice is being able to, you know, talk to patients about pros and cons of, of each. Yeah. It maybe saves the patient a little bit of time to have <clears throat> that opinion from the same person. Okay. But
1: so, in addition to labrum tears, you know and we're not going to go into this too much, but um, for our audience there's there's joint pain, and mm-hmm. then there's some sources outside the joint that can be painful as well mm-hmm. and you address those in your practice too
0: i do i do um yep, similar to similar to you as well it, uh, I just saw a gentleman probably tore a muscle on the outside part of his hip, um, which is I think most patients are familiar with rotator cuff tears, so it's as you know kind of like a rotator cuff tear of the hip yeah. So that's a that's you're a, talking about the gluteus medius. Yeah, yep. Yep, Gluteus medius tear. Most likely, yes. We have to get the MRI. But sure. That's what, he had some weakness with bringing his leg out to the side, which is a common symptom of it. It's, I think it's probably outside the hip. Probably the most common thing that I that I deal with. I imagine you as well.
1: And if you if you have, um, let's say you're a college athlete and 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 um, uh, you know you're worried that you're having some vague hip pain and where does the labrum hurt? Like yeah. you know, some people. You know, it's very the hip is not an easy yeah. joint to sort out in terms of pain. Sometimes so it we'll, is,
0: and uh, it's it's uh, some patients um, point right to the groin, yeah. and that's and are surprised to to realize that's where true hip pain is typically located. I mean, it can be deep in the gluteal on the side, but classic classic deep joint pain, as you know, is is kind of deep in the groin. Okay, um, I think and and frequently it is still muscular. I think the the labrum. We start to get more concerned about the labrum when the patient has rested, you know, frequently gone to physical therapy, treated the "quote unquote" groin pain for you know for appropriate amount of time, and it's still there. We're not getting better, so that's yeah, so.
1: What's your threshold? you see someone who just started having hip pain? You're putting mm-hmm. them through how much you know therapy? How long are they waiting to to get an MRI if you're concerned?
0: Yeah, so. i you know, both of us probably see the patients after they've already been through those, which this um, is how they frequently end up in our practice. If somebody, you know, walked into my office and their hip just started hurting a week ago and they hadn't done anything yet, I would probably start them out with rest for at least, you know, two, three weeks of any painful activities, probably some physical therapy uh, beyond that for at least another, you know, four weeks of trial. Um, and, and as you know, that kind of depends on their pain too. If it's somebody who's just, you know, non-functional and on crutches, then it's a different story. But for the patient who can mostly function, I'd probably start off with, you know, a good two to four weeks of, of conservative treatment before we move on with an MRI.
1: And if that groin pain, which, you know, I think by and large, groin pain is probably the most common location of a labrum tear to present. Yeah. If that continues, um, you get, you know, do you just go straight to an MRI or is, or is there any <coughs> value in x-rays? Because to, it, True. you know, and I ask you that, yeah, we know the answer, but yeah. a lot of patients say at the front desk, "I don't need X-rays; I yeah. have an MRI." Yep yeah. what What's your yeah. response to that, and why is it valuable?
0: That's good. That's a good question. Um, and and I, we do get that a lot, and it's it's a fair question because you know there's a there's an assumption that's an understandable assumption that the MRI is the end all be all because it does show the labral tear, as, as you and I both know. <clears throat> um, going back to some causes of the labral tear that I mentioned earlier, the hip impingement, hip dysplasia; those are the really the two big reasons why. Well, as, as well as ruling out arthritis, those are probably the three main reasons why you know both of us get X rays. Um, so hip impingement again is a basically a condition with extra bone around the hip uh, that can predispose patients to labral tears. So we get some certain views that are typically not done in their previous um, doctor's office, which is another comment that patients will ask about a lot too. Is you know they'll have X rays somewhere else. Um, you know they'll ask what it makes our X rays different. We get you and I both get a couple extra views that are unique for that. As well as hip dysplasia, which is, again, hip, hip uh, condition where the hip sockets too shallow. And then finally arthritis. Yeah. So those are the reasons why x-rays are still important. I me. will
1: say, uh, you know, there there are certain days you and I operate uh, in adjacent ORs. And I noticed that on the wall, you know, you're very meticulous. And, and, and not only do you have the patient's, you know, x-rays on the your your imaging and monitors, but also you've printed out x-rays and you have all sorts of angles measured out too. Yep. So clearly there's use them interoperatively for some Mm -hmm. value to figure out what you're going to do. And is that mostly when you're doing your bony resection?
0: It is for that part of it as well as just a reminder about where the, how deep their socket is and you know okay. the, the coverage where I can if I need to take any any bone off the socket side as well.
1: And so there's there's <clears throat> two kinds of impingement: cam and pincer impingement, right? Mm-hmm. So can you describe for our audience, you know, what both those are uh, yep. briefly, and then
0: yeah, yeah. So basically, cam impingement is on the side of the femur, the femoral side. Uh, that's probably the more destructive one to the labrum. Uh, that's the one that can cause early arthritis a little bit more. It's on the femoral side. It's when the femur gets kind of. Egg shaped instead of round. Um, uh, so that seems to be a more common one, at least in my practice. And then the pincer one is when it's uh, kind of coming off the socket side. Okay. And that's where we can see some labral calcification with that.
1: And then you could also have both. You can have both, of which course. makes it for, yeah, some for an interesting case. Makes
0: both of our jobs harder when we have yeah, to deal with do, do that.
1: So, so you've worked everything up, and then you have an MRI, and um, someone has a labrum tear. Um, do you require that they have a diagnostic injection? In their hip joint to alleviate their pain before they go to the o, OR. Do you prefer it? How do, how do you go that route?
0: I prefer it. I mean, if we if we can, um, I tell everybody, listen. If I if I had a perfect situation, we'd have a diagnostic injection. Which you know, for people who don't know, it's when we inject numbing medicine into the joint, and if their pain goes away, that confirms you know that's where the pain is coming from. Which in a young person is basically to I mean it's the labrum instead of something else. But um, you know, I don't I don't force it on. <laughs>
1: So mainly, if you're confused, or yeah. um, if you're you, you know if the patient's kind of on the fence, will this help me or not? Yeah. It's yeah. a nice thing to add or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, is there such a thing like so? Um, can you wait too long? Like if you have hip pain and you're a 25 year old, um, and you just you know grunt through it, and five or ten years later your hip pain is escalating, yeah. um, is it better to come in ahead of
0: time and see you? I think I I'm a big person who believes in just at least getting the information i think um so the 25 year old who has hip impingement that's what would probably worry about the most uh, okay. especially if they have a big cam lesion um, why, you know, why are you worrying so what's that's the down down that's the one that so the, as, that's the cam that that causes arthritis and what's the downstream problems if yeah. they wait i mean you know if that person maybe came in uh, a little bit earlier um, and you know say when he's 25 and was just you know toughing it out and and you know you know, some of these people who just don't like doctors, I, I get that part of it. Um, but, uh, but if we can catch it early enough, then we can, you know, number one, improve their quality of life, you know, through the rest of their twenties and thirties uh, by fixing their labral tear. But two, if we can shave down that extra bone that if we take away that hip impingement, it prevents their, you know, or can at least extend their chances of getting arthritis in the future and then, you know, avoid having hip replacement when you're in your forties or so, sooner.
1: So is it fair to say in your hands that you aren't doing as much open anymore and you're doing more arthroscopic through small incisions?
0: Yeah, exactly. I, it's probably been six or seven years since I've done an open one, and, and okay. now I think both of us probably just do all arthroscopic.
1: And you can address everything we've been talking about through the scope for
0: the most part. We can on that side. Now, the one thing <clears throat> that um, that we don't have anybody in Des Moines that does is um, hip dysplasia surgery. It's... As you also know, uh, so we send patients to Iowa City for that, and um, or St. Louis, uh, which is where I, which is where I trained. So I trained on that procedure, uh in, in St. Louis, but did not bring it into my practice because I think it should be done at a university setting. Yeah, you know, pretty but, involved
1: recovery and things. like is, that. It yeah. is, yeah. So yeah. that's
0: the, and that's an open procedure, and that's basically just correcting the patients with a shallow hip socket, which is the hip dysplasia.
1: Well, we've we've operated a few times together, um, and uh, you know, your visualization is is something to. Uh, aspire to i mean you can see everything beautifully you do a phenomenal job uh through the scope and um you know we've it's interesting because 10 years ago uh in residency sometimes you could barely get in the hip joint yeah. y- you got there and you could look around and then uh yeah. the evolution you know can you talk about kind of the evolution and how um you know how in your practice you've expanded the the things you can yeah you can get to
0: through <clears throat> the scope yeah, I think it's just part of it. Um, one thing at demos, all of us have our niche here, so I think part of it's you know is, is practice. I mean, and get yeah. more depth with that. There's been some some uh, newer uh, techniques as, as well, especially with the hip labrum, as, as you know. You know that when they first started, uh, even you know even 10 years ago, probably more patients. Well, maybe time goes quickly. I th- maybe not 10 years ago maybe maybe 15, 15 years ago uh they were taking out labrums as opposed to fixing them. i think right. the anchors have gotten better so it's allowed us to fix um, fix more labrums in tighter spots where there's you know less less bone um, and i think that's that's helped as well
1: and if the labrum looks terrible and are you going to fix a terrible looking labor or are you going to take it out and, and what's your, what's your sure. you know we do some reconstructions yeah. together circumferential and yeah. w- or I should say you know we, the entire span the entire labor mm-hmm. w- what's your take on that where are we going with that technology you think
0: that's a great question I think um, I think I'm always somebody who's a little bit uh, hesitant to be the first one but I also don't want to be the last one to do things and that's kind of how both of us probably approached the the labor you have been good about, uh, about keeping me open to new things as well yeah. so I think uh, um, I think our first I know our first uh, uh, tandem labor reconstruction was your patient. And so, uh, but thankfully, I think you'd agree. Uh, That's been a great tool to have in our bag. And especially for those patients that, you know, just have the irreparable labrum or, you know, the the labrum to just, thankfully, you know, there's not many patients who their labrum just won't heal, but occasionally get one that just doesn't heal uh, because it's- Now at
1: least you have that uh, down, you know, you have that second step. Yeah. Before us, we fixed you. Hey, you still have pain. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, and 20 years ago, people were probably told, hey, we don't really know why you have hip pain and or 25, right? And it's, yeah, I, is it amazing to you how prevalent it is today versus the fact that this procedure really wasn't even happening, you know, 25 years ago?
0: It is. I mean, it's probably it's probably at least 40% of my practice is, is just purely hip labrum and, and hip preservation surgery. So um, there's clearly a lot of it out there. Uh, there's probably always been a lot of it out there, but I think it was just under-recognized, which is nothing against anybody in the past. I mean I am sure there's things right now that that you and I, you know, are familiar with yeah. that are that are out there that are causing us to scratch our heads. I I talked to um, <clears throat> Steve Taylor who was, you know, as, you know, with, along with your dad one of the guys who put Dumas where it is today and, and asked him, you know, hey, what did you do about these, you know, these patients when they Suck came to the clinic? And he said it's just, it was just tough because they didn't have, you know, the information about labor tears. So they were, just, seeing him, they were we seeing him. We didn't have the Yeah. And it was just, you know, it's just this young adult hip pain that was poorly described and right it'd be a tough conversation to have so fortunate to have the the information we have and to be practicing the time when we are
1: so yeah there's no doubt about that um do you think uh you know going forward do you think that uh are are we seeing everything or is this gonna is this procedure gonna continue to uh, you know i feel like it's every year there's more of them right You can't even get to all of them yeah. um, is there something we're doing in society that's that's different um you know are, are
0: we that's a good are question. kids going through more strenuous activities these days i I do worry about that a little bit it's hard to i I think that um there's certainly activities that are harder on the hips and 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 just in general um I worry I'm not sure about you and you're you know you're a shoulder specialist as well i mean and maybe similar to the baseball players who are playing baseball year-round. I'm not sure how much you worry about their shoulders, but for me, dancers and yeah, I worry about the dancers with doing doing dance, you know, many hours a day, you right. know, all all year round. I think yeah. that's uh, that's something I worry about. I think there's there's definitely something to. You know the the pediatric overuse injuries and put them at higher risk.
1: Do you do you ever get the question? Uh, you know, someone's had a an knee scope and so it's like a two week recovery, and they're like, "Oh, it's a hip scope." You know, yeah. I'm, I'm good in two weeks, and you got to re-engineer the whole you know, their
0: whole thought process. I mean, it's a uh, it's a it's a decent recovery, correct? Absolutely. It's uh it's it's one of the things I'm sure both of us wish was you know, it's similar. I tell everybody it's similar name, but that's kind of where the similarities end. I mean, it's uh, it's probably, and this is what also is still even for somebody who you know kind of specializes in both hip preservation as well as hip replacement right. It's still hard for me to believe that through those three incisions it's a longer recovery than even hip replacement is which is just um, still even hard for me to believe even though I do both of them you know all uh, the time he,
1: absolutely um, so it's I mean I tell patients when do you let them return if they want to play sports I mean what's the earliest you'll let them try so teenagers are lucky they
0: you know as you and I both know they, they recover quicker I mean uh depending on the sport, I'll get them back as soon as uh as soon as four months okay. sometimes if it's somebody's high risk up to six months though um average patients and I'm maybe a little cautious with that, but five to six months you know for time to return to sports um if it's a lower risk sport they can probably get back a little bit quicker but
1: and if you have someone middle aged who doesn't need to be doing certain things yeah. are you saying hey, try and stay away from lunges or or deep squats do you do you say eliminate some part of the things you used to do or do you just say do whatever you want to do and we'll deal with it if you re-injure
0: i do i think i'm not sure about you but uh i feel like we have those patients who are just kind of in the back of your mind so i i think for somebody who's been through put in you know six months to full recovery could be up to a year for hip scopes Um, somebody's put in that amount of time if it's me i would just be cautious with some of those activities so that's that's my approach i'm not sure about you
1: yeah no, I mean, I, I, I completely agree. I think we align on a lot of these things, and uh, but it's it's great to get your insight. Yeah. Um, we definitely appreciate you coming on today.
0: Thanks um, for having me. It's been, uh, this is exciting.
1: Our audience, yeah, I got to hear from one of the busier Hipscope guys in the Midwest, and so – uh, it's been awesome just in seven years to see your practice grow. And I th- I think, honestly, coincidentally, uh, um, you know, the the amount of hips we see at Demos have grown because of your leadership and stuff. So,
0: Well, likewise, I think, It's uh, it's been fun.
1: Thanks, Ben, for coming on. Appreciate it very Appreciate much. Yeah, thanks, man. You got it.